Hello and welcome to Kaplan's NCLEX PrepCast, brought to you by KaplanNursing.com, which offers prep options for the NCLEX RN and NCLEX PN examinations. In today's podcast episode, we are going to be talking about overnight shifts in nursing. If you're in nursing school, hopefully you have not had to deal with this yet. If you are a practicing nurse, I'm sure you're shaking your heads that this is something you have had to deal with, unless you're really lucky and then maybe you haven't. But it is, of course, uh, something that a lot of nursing students and nurses encounter. So we're going to be chatting through what it's like to work an overnight shift and what you can do to uh, really make the most of that time and uh, make it as easy and pain-free as possible. Uh, and of course, we have a, a, a fantastic guest coming back onto the show, who is Meredith McKenzie. She's been on other podcast episodes before. For those of you who have not listened to her previous episodes with us, she has been an NCLEX instructor with Kaplan for the last six years. She's been a nurse for the last 10 years or so, and again, has done uh, several podcast episodes with us, and we're very excited to have her back on our PrepCast. So welcome back, Meredith. Thank you so much, Matt. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, we're excited to have you back. What's been new with you since our last uh, podcast episode? Well, I have just wrapped up a really busy, really exciting NCLEX season. Uh, many nursing students have just graduated or in the process of graduating, and I always love this time of year. I really love sort of seeing all the energy and the excitement from the new graduates. It's always nice. Yeah, and I'm sure everybody passes the NCLEX when they take your course. I am now starting to get a flurry of emails from students saying I passed and you know, that is really, I mean, it just totally makes my day my favorite uh, type of emails. Excellent. Yeah, it'd be mine too. It'd be like, yeah, I passed because of your course. Just validation. You're doing all the right stuff and that their hard work is paying off. So I guess uh, to really kick off this episode and specifically talking about night shifts, I would have to ask what your experience with overnight shifts is. Is this something that you've commonly seen? Uh, was it just a period of time that you did overnight shifts? Are you currently doing overnight shifts? Uh, talk to me a bit about your experience with these. Yeah, so I would say I'm probably a little bit of an oddball in terms of that I do actually like overnight shifts. Oh, wow. Um, I, you know, my first year in nursing, like many new to practice nurses, I had a schedule that was really, um, it wasn't exactly like your traditional swing shift, but I would do a rotating schedule of days, evenings, um, nights, at the time I was working on a unit where we did do three uh, specific shifts. And um, after about a year of that, I was looking for a change. I also felt that the rotating shift was really difficult for me to start swing between going to days, going to evenings, sometimes doing both in the same week. Uh, it was really a bit of a challenge I found. So I uh, went to straight nights and I worked uh, straight nights uh, for a year as an emergency room nurse and really you know, loved it. Um, there are challenges to night shift. There are a lot of benefits to night shift. Um, and I think... It was about adapting, and um, when I went back to school for my master's, I actually kept doing uh, night shifts on the weekends, which um, I think was a great, it's sort of great to keep your hand in while you're sort of like going back, and uh, what I will say is those night shifts and weekend differentials do add up quite a bit over the year as well, so handy, and it's, you know, it's funny because as a nurse practitioner now, I still see patients, uh, not, not overnights, but I still practice evenings. Uh, so I still sort of see patients sort of after the typical workday is over, which uh, is something that I really enjoy because I'm a little bit more of a, a late night owl as opposed to a, a morning lark. That's amazing. I 
would not think anybody would really be interested in doing the overnight shifts or prefer, I should say anyone would be uh, prefer to do the overnight shifts. I know I definitely wouldn't, but it's amazing to meet someone who does. I'm sure you're not the only one out there, uh, but it's, uh, it's interesting that you mentioned those points and we definitely are going to talk about some of the, and I'm curious to get your thoughts on some of the benefits and uh, some of the pain points of doing overnight shifts. But I, I think we should start by maybe talking about some of the differences. I know there's the obvious, mm -hmm. right? One is during the day, <laughs> one is during the night. But besides the obvious time difference, uh, what are some of the other differences between doing a day shift versus doing a night shift? Yes. So I think, you know, what I will say is that in some ways you have a very different rhythm because, you know, during the day, one of the things that uh, you, you really don't have to worry about is that during the day you can do tasks at any time uh, during the day. So if you are sort of setting up your you know, schedule in the morning, you're thinking to yourself, okay, I've got to do a dressing change, you know, change the patient's IV, you can set schedule up for any time during the daytime really. But when you think about night shift, because it's really important to really take uh, patient sleep into account, and you really try to want to try to give patients, you know, I, I mean, well, we obviously love to give them a solid eight hours of sleep. We know that doesn't happen in the hospital, but you do really want to make certain that you're n trying not to do anything that's not, you know, absolutely essential life saving um, with the client between like 10 or 11 p.m. and like 4 a.m., which is usually when the lab comes in, starts their, their blood draws for the day and wakes all of your patients up. And that's sort of a good time to sort of get back into them. So you really have to be very organized and you are in a big, like the beginning of your shift is a massive time crunch. I mean, you are just racing against the clock, trying to get everything that you need to get done, get the patient ready for bed, get them settled for sleep. You're then really working hard to try and minimize interruptions, noise on the floor during that you know, sort of period until 4 a.m. And then from 4 to 7, again, you're sort of frantic, like you are racing, trying to get everything ready for day shift. And so it's um, the routine is different. And then, of course, you know, with night shift, we tend to have fewer resources. Uh, you know, usually your attending physicians are, are home sleeping. You know, you have the resident on call, but you rarely have someone on the floor with you. Uh, pharmacy staff are usually reduced. You don't really usually have a PT or uh, you know speech therapist or social worker who's around and who's available. But even though you have your resources, you do have usually a higher um, sort of patient to nurse ratio. So, you know, when I work days, I have like four to six patients. You know, sort of at night at the time, I would have somewhere between sort of six to eight patients, which would be typical for me on the floor. And so it's a little bit of a different uh, balancing act as a nurse. Yeah. I'd that definitely also sounds really different. And uh, there are a few things in here that sound like they could be challenges for sure, but perhaps we should talk a little bit about the benefits before we start digging into any of the, the real challenges because we, we definitely hear about all those challenges a lot. So what are some of the benefits of doing a night shift? Yes, and so I think here's some of the reasons I really love night shift. Um, the first reason I love night shift, to be honest, is that I actually get to spend more time with my patients. You know, during the day shift, you're really competing with a lot of other interprofessionals. So, you know, you've got PT coming in, you may have OT coming in, they're going down for tests. Um, the social worker needs to see them. The attending physician is rounding, the specialty physicians are rounding, the patient has visitors coming in to see them. And so sometimes it feels like you are constantly trying to get things done while working around everybody else. And every time you go to see the patient, the patient is you know, sort of busy with somebody else. So at nighttime, it's really a lot of ways it's you and the patient. And that's a really great time 
to bond with your patient, to talk to them about, you know, some of their psychosocial concerns, to really sort of delve deeper into patient education, uh, to really have that time with them. And although you do have some frantic times at the beginning and the end, you tend to have a little bit of an easier pace uh, you know, sort of during the middle of the shift. So it can be easier to do things like, you know, actually eat something, <laughs> go to the bathroom, you know, sort of have a little bit, sit down and actually do charting. You know, have a little bit of more, uh, a little bit of a balance um, in your life. And then you also have more autonomy. Um, I find the overnight shifts because it forces you to be a really good problem solver um, and you need to be able to communicate quickly um, with your physicians and you need to sort of communicate with a, a half-asleep resident. Um, it really forces you to think critically and to, to be on your feet and uh, that's something I've always enjoyed. I've loved the challenge of it. That sounds great and you're right. It's something you, you do get the chance to spend some more time with uh, your patients and it, you commonly might get a, an opportunity to eat, which maybe doesn't happen as much during the day shift. So, and the, the fact that a pace is more manageable as well is, uh, I could see why you would, you would like the night shift as you're talking through it a bit. Uh, one of the things you did mention earlier was the fact that resources can be mm-hmm. more constraining with night shifts, that it's, you have fewer resources available to you. And even the, like you said, the physicians are usually at home asleep in, in the yes. middle of the night. So at least for the most part and most of the time. So I guess within that, those constraints, what can a practicing nurse working those night shifts do to still make sure that they get the support that they need during those shifts uh, to get the job done? Yes. And I think especially for new to practice nurses, one of the things I always say to them is that you need to kind of get to know your resources before um, you actually need them. So, you know, overnight, usually your nurse manager is not there. Um, and so you may be calling on a nurse supervisor a lot more frequently, and that might not be somebody you usually see or talk to during the day shift. It's a good idea to try to introduce yourself, try to get to know that person. Um, they really can be the key to just opening a lot of doors for you and getting you the resources that you need. Um, chat to, uh, you know, if, the, if a resident is rounding on the floors, they oftentimes round before they head out to sleep for the night, uh, for call, you know, chat to them, introduce yourself, get a little bit of a sense of how do they like to do communication, what, uh, what are they looking for in a nurse uh, before you need them. As much as possible, you know, talk to your ancillary staff as well. Uh, because the more of a personal relationship you have, the easier it is to call them at 4 a.m. and say, hey, I really need this. Uh, you know, could you do this for me? And I think that's really important to really sort of anticipate and sort of think about who would I need to call. Um, and I think in that same vein, you know, as a new-to-practice nurse, one of the big mistakes that I made as a new-to-practice nurse working night shift is I didn't realize um, sort of the order in whom – sort of the order for who I should call first. And so I made the mistake of calling an attending instead of calling the resident first and waking the attending up at home. And that, uh, that was not, <laughs> I was just saying it's not, that was not my experience. The attending was very cranky, um, <laughs> as you know, as you can well imagine. Um, so I think it's helpful to really review with your preceptor, okay, where do I find the information? You know, if I need to call a physician, if I need to call a healthcare provider, who's on call, how do I find that on-call number? who's the first person I talk to, who would be sort of my second line, um, to kind of walk through some of that so that in the middle of the night, you're already anxious. 
uh, they're half asleep. And so just to make it a little bit, you know, sort of easier, uh, I think that's, you know, really important. And, you know, the other thing in terms of communication, because communication is really, it's always key for nursing. But for night shift, it's so key because you have to know how to get a really succinct report uh, through. But really make certain that you get that good bedside report from your day shift nurse and you identify early what might be some of the problems because it may be harder, you know, you're not going to be able to call that day shift nurse at, you know, 11 o'clock at night and say, hey, you know, did you hang that IV? You know, I can't find it at the computer now or something like that. Uh, so kind of anticipate what the problems might be. Yeah. And, you know, of course, at times you can't anticipate everything, but it's good mm-hmm. to it's good to know some of the things that could occur and, and think through all that and, and what you would do and sort of anticipate those needs ahead of time. So it's all great advice. And you're right, communication is key in, a, in any job and especially within the nursing world. It's such an important thing to keep in mind. So I know we've talked about fewer resources mm-hmm. being one challenge. Do you see other challenges from night shifts as well? I'm sure there are. Yes. And so I, you know, I think it's one of the big challenges I think you'll worry about a lot. And I think is challenging when you're first adjusting to night shift is just the sleepiness. How do I keep myself? And it's sleepiness, both like during the night shift itself, how do I keep myself going? Usually, you know, people, because they're running around like mad, you know, you usually are so busy that you can't really notice your sleepiness until about 1am. But that like 1 to 4am tends to be a big challenge to serve, stay awake. Um, and then I think there's a sleepiness while you're driving home and uh, sort of the next day when you're sort of getting back up. So I think that's one big challenge. Along with it, unfortunately, when you think about sort of nurses' health, um, we know, you know, that, you know, night shift is not great in terms of uh, nurses oftentimes developing insulin resistance, uh, weight gain. There was a higher risk for cardiovascular disease, um, you know, which are not, you know, great. Say that again. <laughs> yes. You know, after I say that, nobody, everyone's sort of rethinking whether they really want to sign up for night shift. Yeah. So how can you really, I mean, let, let's talk about that a little bit. So what are some of the ways that you can manage uh, your sleep cycle during the night shift and uh, maybe ways that you can counter some of those negative physiological side effects of working overnight? Yes. I, you know, I always say one thing to people is that you really, I think night shift really forces you to plan. Um, and I, I think that's kind of a good thing in some ways. As much as possible, I always say people try to avoid cycling between days and nights. Um, in some ways, it's a lot easier to do straight nights than it is to sort of be switching in between days and nights. If you can try to tailor your social schedule, so the same thing so that you're not, uh, so working overnight and then trying to stay up the, you know, the, the next day, the entire day. As much as you think caffeine is going to help you, and I say this to my nursing students a lot, um, you know, even when they're trying to do those early mornings in nursing clinicals, is you can't over-rely on caffeine, um, especially because as you are heading home, you really you know, need to cut back on the caffeine. You really want to make sure you're able to, to fall asleep. So try to minimize the caffeine and keep it towards the beginning of the shift. So think about it as if, like, kind of flip your day-night schedule. Okay, so, like, at this point, 7 p.m. is now my 7 a.m. So I'd be drinking a couple cups of coffee then, but I wouldn't be drinking coffee at 3 p.m. So I shouldn't be drinking at 3 a.m. when I am sort of a night shift nurse. Um, drink lots of water. So, you know, one of the big tips I always say to my nursing students coming to clinical, uh, don't, you know, sort of forget the really importance of water to keep you awake. Um, again, sort of thinking about, you know, sort of switching that daytime, nighttime, 
routine, I think it's tempting because you kind of get a little bit of a burst of energy when you're driving home is to think, oh, I'll go do my workout now. Uh, it usually is better in terms of sleep to get your workout in before you actually head into your shift. And when you go home, really do some unwinding, no TV, you know, put the cell phone away, read for 30 minutes, go right to bed. Um, because you probably gonna get your best sleep if you just sort of dive right in, uh, make it easier if you just sort of get up before your next night shift. And I know you just said that you really don't want to cycle between day shifts and night shifts. And mm -hmm. I, I agree that doesn't sound like it's even easy to do. But let's say that someone is now transitioning from doing a day shift to a night shift for the first time or mm -hmm. it's been a while. How long would you say it really takes to get that rhythm for a, your night shift schedule? Yes. And I think really it's probably going to take you a good three days to sort of adjust to that. I mean, ideally you have a little bit of time, you know, a couple of days off between doing a day shift and going into a night shift. And so you can sort of start sort of staggering, sort of moving it. Okay. I'm going to stay up a couple hours later, try to sleep in a little bit in the next morning and sort of keep sort of gradually adjusting that to make it ideally that gradual shift as opposed to sort of a, uh, you know, sort of going right from sort of nights or days to nights. Yeah, uh, that, that makes sense. About three days. Uh, it's similar if you have jet lag coming from. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's gonna take you a few days to get used to that new, uh, that new irregular schedule. Uh, so besides adjusting the sleep schedule, you also mentioned that there could be some weight gain, some mm -hmm. insulin resistance, and obviously those are some pretty big concerns. So, what can nurses do to reduce their risk and still? not feel like the night shift is taking from their health. Yes. And that, I mean, it is a really big concern. And you know, certainly something that we know from the literature and certainly something that I personally experienced as well during my first year and really had to sort of rethink. Um, again, I think night shift really makes you plan. So, I mean, here's one of the additional challenges for night shift is that uh, oftentimes the cafeteria is not open and a lot of your food options tend to be, you know, the 24 hour fast food places. So like, McDonald's is probably going to be open 24 hours, but like, you know, Trader Joe's is, is probably not. Um, and so thinking about sort of where you really are going to need to sort of plan your meals, pack your meals. And again, sort of think about it as if like your days and nights were flipped. So like you would, you know, if you're eating breakfast at, you know, 7 a.m. or, you know, really probably 6 a.m., you're going to be flipping and eating breakfast at, you know, 6 p.m., Think a little bit more about more calories sort of early in the shift, fewer calories later. Like you don't really want to be eating a lot of snacks. Um, as you are sort of shifting towards bedtime. And I think, I, you know, we tend to rely on sugar. You know, when you're feeling really tired, you know, you're kind of getting basically hangry, um, you, you know, you do tend to sort of reach that sugar. So really thinking about, here's where making sure you get good sleep will help you to sort of avoid that weight gain. But then thinking about what could I choose, you know, making sure I'm packed some protein and pack some complex carbs so I'm not automatically reaching for whatever has been brought in or sort of, you know, when coworkers are asking you, do you want to order? Um, you're sort of thinking about what would be some better options for me. Um, and it's not, you know, it's not fun. It's not fun for me to say, you know, sort of plan and pack. Um, but it is something that really is helpful as well as sort of planning a schedule for exercise. So kind of like all the things you regularly do, just you're going to need to sort of uh, deal with some additional triggers on night shift. Yeah, that's uh that's the one thing that, you know, I, I wouldn't even think about is you, even with the intentions of eat, wanting to eat healthy, maybe having more time to eat, the options available to you in the middle of the night are much more restrictive than right. during the day. 
So it's definitely important to, as you say, uh, to plan and pack those meals. Um, well, let's talk about patience a little bit. I'd imagine mm-hmm. that you probably, in addition to adjusting your own sleep schedule, mm-hmm. probably patients who, uh, you know, especially being, <clears throat> you know, having to stay overnight somewhere are maybe having trouble sleeping as well. Is that something that you commonly encounter? Yes, absolutely. And I think if you want to have a good night shift, <laughs> I hate to put it this way, it's not about you, really, but if you want to have a good night shift as a nurse, you really have to make certain your patients get good sleep. Mm-hmm. Because when your patients don't sleep, you know, they are cranky, they're much more likely to be in pain. And because they don't have family or friends there, you do get a lot more psychosocial issues coming up. So, you know, it is really important from the beginning of your shift to really pause and think, of, okay, what are all the things I do need to do between now and say like 10 p.m.? Um, so I always really thought carefully about my night shifts, about getting my patients getting the assessments in, doing any IV changes, dressing changes, trying to get all those things done so that we could have a bit of a lull period. And I also always thought about it as you, you kind of need to think about how do I put my patients to bed? And really, um, although you're, you know, for many of us, and certainly for me, I was caring for adult patients, still sort of coming back to this idea of sort of a bedtime routine. How do I establish with patients a bedtime routine? And I think it's helpful to think about, you know, are they due for pain medication? You know, if they're due, okay, let's get it into them so they can, you know, have interrupted sleep. And coaching your patients that they, because a lot of patients are resistant and they really want to say, let's wait until the pain is so bad. But if you're waiting until the pain is so bad to take your pain medication, that's not a good option for sleep. It's not a good outcome for the client. So really saying to them, no, if your pain is sort of like a four or five, even though it's not terrible, let's get your pain medication into you. Um, so again, so think about those basic principles of making certain they get their pain medication around the clock as opposed to just sort of dealing with excruciating pain. Uh, repositioning them, you know, making certain they have they brushed their teeth, have they washed their face, have you sort of maybe even gotten them a clean sheet and sort of adjusted them. Um, think about sort of like the bathroom, have they, you know, sort of take them, sort of think about it as like getting them into a sleep schedule and really think about when do I need to take vital signs? I mean, there are a lot of times for a lot of our patients, we need to take vital signs you know, every four hours um, on a medical surgical floor, but really make certain, okay, I'm getting it done before 12, and then I'm really waiting until 4 a.m. So you're really giving them a period of time for uninterrupted sleep. You should still, of course, do your hourly rounds, but think about as like step into the room, take a look at them, you know, make certain they're breathing and all that, and then sort of step out if they're sleeping. Um, to really think about how do I maximize the patient's sleep time. Yeah, great advice. And like you said, you, you do want to make sure your your patients get a, a good night's sleep and it helps mm-hmm. to balance out all the work you have to do as well. I know we've been talking about the physiological side of working night shifts, the career and patient side of working night shifts. The one thing we probably haven't discussed yet that's worth talking about is the, mm-hmm. the social side of it and the work-life balance because most people are going to be, unless all of your friends are nurses working you know, overnight yes. together, most people in your life are going to be working the typical day shift or at least some variation of a, of a day shift or an evening shift. And so I, I know that uh, when I when I've sp- spoken to nurses before, it's sometimes challenging to mm-hmm. uh, to still maintain those family relationships and friend relationships. And I've heard a couple of tips before that are really useful, but 
what are some of your thoughts on on the social side of of working overnight shifts? And do you have any advice to still uh, keep those friendships and family relationships alive? Because that's that's still an important part of your life. It is absolutely. I think you know it is true that for most of us, you know, our major sort of social times are sort of in that you know sort of five to ten or five to eleven p.m. window and. For most night shift nurses who are going in at 7 p.m., uh, you can really cut down on some you know, traditional social opportunities. Uh, I will say, I think working night shift, you do become very close to your coworkers because yeah. they're the only people who are awake at that time of, of the night, so, which, is a, which is a real benefit of night shift. I think you do develop a lot of camaraderie on night shift. Um, but you do want to really maintain those relationships with your existing friends, with your family, with your significant other, with your children if you have them. And I think, um, you know, there's a couple of things I always say to people. One is to really, unfortunately, I'm going to say this again, you got to plan ahead a little bit and to really think about, okay, when, okay, here's my three-month schedule, here's my two-month schedule. When can I sort of put those social events in there? Um, so when do I maybe have a, a day off? And I mean, the nice thing about working night shift is that um, you are going to be wide awake the next time you know, for a social gathering because you're so used to, being awake and, and sort of being in go mode during that time frame. Um, I think other things that can be really helpful are to think about some alternative um, social events. So when I work night shift, instead of meeting my friends, you know, at the bar after work, I would oftentimes say, hey, you want to grab a cup of tea with me in the morning after I get off night shift? Because um, I was getting up at 7 a.m. A lot of them weren't going into work. They'd be sort of on their way to work, you know, needing to get there at like 9 a.m. A lot of times I sort of catch them for an hour and we could have a nice, you know, sort of cup of tea before I went to bed and they went off to work. Um, and, you know, at that point, your friends are very jealous of you because you're going home to sleep all day. Um, true. So, <laughs> you know, you sort of are shifting the, the balance of sort of uh, what sort of feels socially desirable all the time. Um, but also, you know, really sort of, you know, if you do have off some weekends, sort of using those week, that weekend time, you want to be a little bit careful, again, about sort of scheduling so that you're not really planning for a lot of daytime social activities so that you are able to sort of keep your sleep schedule uh, regular if possible. But, uh, you know, thinking about maybe maybe on your days off, you do want to go for that late midnight showing of the movie. Um, really sort of thinking about what would actually be some fun things. So sometimes we're so focused on, oh, night shift is such a drag. This is so bad for my social life. We're not really thinking about all the opportunities that it really gives you. And so it's nice to sort of think about it as, well, actually, it can be some really, some fun things. And what I will say is that, uh, you know, if you are doing grocery shopping, we have to come off shift, the grocery store is very quiet at that time. So it's, <laughs> it's one of those benefits to doing things like meeting someone for a cup of tea or, you know, going out is that a lot of times you're not facing the same crowds and competition you might face other times. Yeah, I love that uh, idea of meeting someone for tea uh, at the end of your shift when they're about to go in. Because you're right, that, that that would make me feel good. You know, everyone's feeling envious that you're going home to go to sleep and they're they're just going into work and they want to be going home and going to sleep. <laughs> and many exactly. Uh I have I have two more questions for you, and one is uh, the first one is a a little bit on the negative side, I guess, and then the mm -hmm. second one I'm going to pick things up uh, and uh, for the last question. But uh, so you know we're talking about the you know, as you're going through the night shift, all these things that you can do to maintain your social life and your health mm -hmm. and still find a rewarding career. When do you find that it's 
getting to be time to stop the night shift and maybe go back mm-hmm. to a day shift? Is it a certain period of time? Is there a good length of time? Like, is it three months, six months? Is there a standard window? Does it depend on some of the things you're starting to feel? Or are there mm-hmm. certain signs and symptoms that maybe you should be transitioning back to a day shift? And what are your thoughts on on that? Yes, I think, you know, and I think this is going to be really individual for every person. You know, everyone has a little bit of a difference in terms of their natural circadian rhythm. So some of us are natural, you know, morning types, some of us are natural evening types. Um, and I think you do, one thing I will say is that nurses sometimes are not good about caring for their own health. And they're not good at really thinking about the cues that their body is giving them. But it's really important in order to have longevity in a nursing career that you think about what works for you, what works for your body. Um, I think it's going to be different for every person. I would say for me, you know, I left night shifts not because I didn't feel good or because I didn't love night shifts, because I did. I mean, I if I was still in bedside nursing, I probably would still be doing night shifts. Um, I, you know, liked it. It worked for me at the time, you know, because both in terms of the way I felt about things, um, in terms of there was a little bit of an adjustment period for me, but then I sort of figured out sort of the rhythm and I wasn't feeling, I wasn't feeling really fatigued. I wasn't really gaining weight. I was really, you know, still felt sort of like my typical self. Um, but, you know, so I moved away partly because I was sort of getting into sort of education, the NP role and that uh, sort of shifted things for me. I having worked a lot of day shift, uh, sort of night shift nurses sort of transition to day shift or those who have stayed, I would say, you know, if you start feeling like it's really taking a toll on your body, and I think some of that might depend on your, your personal life um, in terms of that sometimes when you have really young kids, working the night shift can, can really work for you. Um, and I know I've worked with a lot of new moms who have said that, you know, staying up all night doesn't feel any different than sort of how they are when they're at home and their baby's yeah. getting them up, you know, all night. Um, but I think, you know, as your kids get older, as you're sort of trying to really balance that sort of like staying up during the day for sort of your kid's social life and working at night, if you start noticing that you're really fatigued, you know, if you are having what we call excessive daytime sleepiness, you're falling asleep, you know, like if you're driving home and you're trying to fall asleep behind the wheel, that is giving you some cues that this is not working. If you are finding yourself gaining a whole bunch of weight, um, that is sort of giving you some cues that this is not working for you. Um, you know, it's, I think it's hard from the literature yet because we know that the night shift nurses do have a higher risk, um, but it seems that it might be a bigger issue for some people and some body types than other people and other body types. And we haven't yet really figured out uh, sort of how we really know. So, I, you know, we can't at this point really look at someone and say, oh, like the night shift will work for you, the night shift won't work for you. Uh, although I think that might be coming down the line. But I think if you're starting to get cues that, you know, mentally, emotionally, you know, if you're facing burnout, I mean, I think the great benefit to being a nurse um, is that there are a lot of opportunities. Um, and as I always say to people, you know, if you're really starting to feel some burnout, you're starting to feel some compassion fatigue, you're starting to not want to go to work, think about shifting it up. Because sometimes uh, you need to shift your internal sort of attitudes, but sometimes you just need a change of, you know, change of pace, change of shift change of setting. Um, you know, it's something that I've done, you know, throughout my career, but really sort of think about what makes you feel good and what is not working for you anymore. Yeah. Well, if anyone's looking for an academic research topic, 
there you go. There's your exactly. Idea. <laughs> Let's figure out, uh, you know, who what what type of uh, individual is best suited for a day shift versus a night shift. But yeah, I, I hear you that the bottom line is really to listen to your body, and you you know your own body better than anybody else. It's going to be speaking to you if uh, if it's starting to to wear on you. Uh, so that's that's definitely good to keep in mind. Uh, I did promise a, a, an uplifting question <laughs> to to close things out. So looking at everything that we've been talking about, uh, you know, for someone who's in nursing school or in nursing practice, who's listening, who's on the fence about whether or not to give night shifts a shot, what do you see as being those key benefits, reasons why somebody really should uh, consider doing night shifts? Yes. And really, I think a lot of new graduates are hesitant to do night shift because you know, we, I, there are very few schools of nursing, if any, that do night shift clinicals. And so you might not really have that chance to really experience night shift. But, you know, there really are a lot of benefits. I always think as a new grad, um, doing night shifts can be fantastic because it does give you a little bit of time to really sit down with your preceptor and to walk through things. And, uh, you know, so that time in the middle of the night to be able to look up things that you need to look up. Sometimes you it just sometimes in terms of the pace, it can be a much better pace for, for learning, for just sort of adjusting to the floor. Um, and it's a great shift as well for nurses that are looking to develop the autonomy, the independent thinking that really leads well to going back to grad school. Um, I don't think I would have been nearly as successful in graduate school as I was if it hadn't been for my night shift. Um, and night shift, there was a great camaraderie. Um, honestly, the feel of night shift from a team perspective is different. I think any dedicated night shift nurse you talk to will say they love the team aspect. Uh, they love their coworkers. It's become a new family for them. Um, and you know, there's, there's, there's something really special about being a night shift nurse. So I think I wouldn't be afraid of it as a new graduate. I really, you know, give it a try, give it a whirl. Um, and certainly it's never a bad idea to ask to shadow a nurse overnight to really get a sense of that night shift nurse if you're thinking about it as a new graduate, because since you oftentimes don't get that experience in nursing school, ask for the opportunity to shadow. Um, so if they're getting a job offer, considering a hospital, uh, doing an interview, ask them if there's an opportunity to shadow a nurse on the shift to which you think you're going to you know, sort of be assigned or if there's an option, you know, ask to sort of see that side of things. Yeah, that's great. And uh, I definitely see there being a lot of benefits. I have a, a, a lot more respect for night shifts after speaking with you, Meredith. So, uh, and, and, you know, it, it sounds like there are more rewards and uh, benefits than I had even imagined. So I'm hoping those uh, listening at home feel the same way as well. Um, but Meredith, I definitely want to thank you again for coming onto the show and lending your expertise to a, another nursing topic. And we'll have to have you back on again soon. Oh, thanks so much, Matt. This was so much fun. I always enjoy this. Same here. And for those of you at home who are getting ready for the NCLEX, I know it's in the summer months right now, but we're approaching the fall. I would definitely encourage you to visit our website, which is kaplanursing.com. You can also click on the link that's in the show description. That'll take you right on there. You can learn more about the NCLEX resources that are available to you as you're getting ready for a test day. We have some uh, free resources and events on there for you as well as uh, including some free trials in case you're interested in uh, trying things out before uh, purchasing any of our 
resources. And I would encourage you to be sure to subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Podbean, or Google, or Stitcher, or whatever your preferred uh, podcast channel is. And also be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and YouTube. We're on all those channels at Kaplan NCLEX Prep. Uh, definitely follow us there. Share any thoughts you have about night shifts if you've done them before uh, and any ideas for new topics you might want to see uh, in a future show. As always, I want to thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We look forward to seeing you again in a future PrepCast. <laughs>